Alright guys and welcome to another edition of Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast with PJ Janky. Hope you guys had a happy new year. Hope you guys enjoyed some of those amazing playoff games on Monday. In between Alabama, Michigan, and Texas and Washington. Let's run it back with those games first and then we'll get into the running back rankings for the NFL. Kind of take a deep dive at some of the playoff scenarios that we got going on. Uh, we saw some epic games on Monday. College football got its money's worth for sure. Both games went down to the wire. Basically, we saw one game go into overtime. That was against uh, Alabama and Michigan, which, I mean, that one was the early one at the Rose Bowl. And like I said, epic game. Epic game in between Texas and Washington where, you know, we kind of thought Texas was out and then they kind of had an opportunity to win it at the end and just didn't come through. So we'll just run it back a little bit through these games. Bama, Michigan, what did I see? Um, I think one of the biggest turning points in the game was when Alabama was up by seven. They have the ball. I think it's fourth quarter. They're going down to probably possibly score again. The momentum's definitely on their side. And Milrow goes out and runs and fumbles the ball. Now at that point, Michigan got it. They didn't score any points, but the main thing is right then and there, you saw them change the momentum of the game. That fumble right there slowed Alabama down. And that was enough for Michigan to, I know they didn't score points then, but they, they held Alabama again. And then they went down and they scored and went overtime and boom. Now let's talk about the overtime play real quick with Alabama. They said that they didn't like the first, they had a great first look, but then Michigan called the timeout. They didn't like the second look, so then they called the timeout. They said supposedly they got the look that they wanted. I think it was a run pass option. Really, I think they did. I think um, they were going to throw to the guy in the flat, the running back coming out of the backfield. I think they were going to throw to him in the flat. And he was going to probably walk in or make a move to get in the end zone. Here's the problem. That center for Alabama did another low snap. It put Milrow off his his timing. And then Milrow felt like he had to hurry up and just run it then. At that point, he ran straight forward. If he probably would have followed his blockers a little bit to the left, I think he would have bounced right into the end zone. But, I mean... Hindsight's always twenty twenty, and I'm not the guy playing football, and I probably would have ran straight into that line too. So, needless to say, unbelievable game by Michigan to come back, to not get too rattled, to stay on their course, run the football, play defense, and they came back out, and they came with a win and a chance to win the national championship game. Now, the one thing that I'll say in the Texas-Washington game, and this will go for the national championship game too, is... I'm not going to say that Texas overlooked Washington's throwing ability, but I don't know if they were ready for it. Washington loves to throw that ball, guys. They love to throw that ball. And Texas usually can kind of keep up with that. But if you're going to play that kind of game where you want to fire away, well, Washington's ready for that. Now, Michigan won't play that game with them. Michigan's going to try to slow them down. And I think they'll be a little successful. I do. But I think Washington's got incredible, talented uh, quarterback, Michael Penix Jr. 
him being a lefty, I think, kind of throws some some people off a little bit. Um, but they've got amazing wide receivers. Uh, Ondens, Polk. They've got uh, McKellen on that team. They've got some great wide receivers and a great quarterback. So they're going to give Michigan all that they can handle. Who do I like in this uh, upcoming uh, Michigan versus Washington game? I think Michigan's probably going to pull it out. But it's tough to it's tough to discount what Washington's done. I think the last time I saw the spread was four. I'd probably take Washington plus four right now. Just because I think they're going to keep it close, even if they do end up losing. I think they'll keep it close. But we'll get into that on the Monday piece with PJ. We'll do a national championship special for you with a bunch of picks, props, and parlays for that game. All right, let's dive into the running back rankings for the NFL, and we'll dive into some of these playoff scenarios that you got coming on up. All right, running back, we got number 32, the Carolina Panthers. Oh boy, David Temper just got fined, which he probably should have been suspended. A fine for a billionaire is, you know, in the $300,000 range, really doesn't matter to him. It's like pocket change. But David Temper got fined for throwing a drink on a fan in Jacksonville. Now it's like an open air suite and the fan was yelling at him and David Temper got mad and threw uh, his drink at a fan. Now why Temper... Is he even engaging with the fan? I don't know. Does it matter? No. Did he handle himself in the right way? No. But does I do I think that this action by temper just kind of sums up the Carolina Panthers? Absolutely. This is this is the Panthers in a nutshell. They are basically a toddler throwing a drink on somebody else. That's it. You know. Temper this is these Panthers are all you're making. You know, you hired Frank Reich, and a coaching staff. You picked Bryce Young as your quarterback and traded away the number one pick this year, which ended up being the number one pick overall again. You traded away DJ Moore to do so. You also traded a second round pick next year in that trade. You also traded away Christian McCaffrey about, about a year ago, year and a half ago. You have no talent on your team. None. None. Not really. Not on the offensive side of the ball, at least. Your top receiver is Adam Thielen. He's a, he's, a third, he's a third wide receiver on another team. This is what exactly what you wanted, David Temper. And you're the one who's throwing drinks on people. I don't think it's going to be easy to bring a head coach in there. I really don't. He's going to have to overpay. Because if you think about the jobs that are open right now, uh, Washington probably is going to be open. Uh, New England's probably going to be open. I mean, LA Lo- Chargers is open right now. Uh, technically, o- uh, Las Vegas is open. I want any one of those jobs over Carolina. Any one of them. So he's going to have to overpay, and that's why the Panthers are locked solid in the bottom ranking of thirty-two. And we'll probably start off thirty-two next year when we get into this. Okay, number 31, Washington Commanders. Like I said, I think you're you're looking at a head coach reboot, a quarterback reboot. I don't think Sam Howell's the answer. Is there pieces on this team? Yeah. Yeah, they've got some offensive pieces on this team. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, you know, 
The running back, Brian Robinson Jr., he's not bad either. I think your defense had some pieces. I don't think it's that far off. How about that? They traded away a lot of their defensive line, and of course, they're struggling now. But I think this team, and having a new ownership, could definitely be a destination for someone to be interested in. And plus, right now, they have the number two pick overall, so they're going to get a quarterback. Which one? I don't know. Do they try to trade up with the Bears and get the number one pick overall? I could see them doing that. I could see that. I could see the Bears rolling back one spot. What does it matter to the Bears? So we'll dive into the Bears situation in a little bit. But needless to say, I think the Commanders are in a great spot for their future. And I know it's been a long season, but I you know, I think the future is a little brighter in Washington than you guys might think. All right, New England Patriots. God, is it weird to say that this could be the last game for Bill Belichick in New England? It really is. It's weird to say that. I, do I think it's going to happen? Yeah, I do think it's going to happen. I think I think Bill's going to be looking for another job. And I think Bill's going to coach uh, someplace else next year, for sure. I think he wants to prove that he can still do it. And I think the man only knows two things. Coaching football and kind of coaching football. So... I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do it. I think he's gonna go someplace else. But it's gonna be weird to say that New England's gonna be looking for a new coach and probably a new quarterback because right now they're kind of locked in the number three pick overall. So they're gonna get a guy too. All right, moving right along. Number twenty nine, New York Giants. Hard fought game against the Rams. Their defense is definitely in a decent spot. Their offense has looked better under Tyrod Taylor the last couple weeks. I wonder if. I mean, I know he wasn't healthy, and that's why DeVito went in, but I wonder if they w- if they would have turned to him a little sooner, if they would have won a few more games. But I think it just goes to show you that, I mean, did they miss Daniel Jones? Yeah. I just don't know what this team's going to do. I don't know what they're going to do with their future. They signed Daniel Jones, but I don't know if he's necessarily their future. All right, number 28, got the Arizona Cardinals beating Philly in Philly. Wow. Wow. Great win for them. Great win for them and Jonathan Gannon. I think this team um, is leaning towards keeping Kyler Murray. I don't disagree with that. I think Kyler's got some talent. I think Kyler's got some moxie to him. I think you just you need to get him some weapons, man. Um, James Conner's not a bad running back, but I'm not going to say that he's your end-all, be-all answer at running backs. You need some wide receivers. Trey McBride's definitely not a bad tight end, but, I mean, you need some weapons for Kyler. We've seen what Kyler's done with weapons before, when he had the Hopkins, when he had a couple other options. He did okay. Get him some weapons again, Arizona. He needs it. You get him some weapons, and I think you're going to be surprising some more teams. All right, number 27, the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers, to me, just seem like they're just waiting for the music to end on the, to stop on the season. They're just like, oh, all right, we got to go to Denver. Oh, here we go. Well, maybe we'll win. Maybe we'll lose. Uh, let's lose 16-9. to Let's make it super close, but not that close. Let's not even score a touchdown. That's what it seems like to me. That's what the Chargers are. Chargers be the Chargers. They're just waiting for the music to stop on the season, and then let's just see where it lies. They got Justin Herbert. They've got some guys injured. They need to figure out who their coach is. Is it going to be Jim Harbaugh? I don't know. Is it going to be another guy? Is it going to be Bill Belichick? I don't know. We, it's a, definitely a spot that's going to be enticing to somebody. You've got a 
pretty dang good quarterback. I'm not going to say he's elite, but I say he's pretty dang good. I think he can be elite. I think you've got a pretty decent defense. I just think that you need to go in there and figure out what's going on with all the injuries. you got soft tissue injuries left and right. I mean, are the guys not practicing hard enough? What's going on? So, needless to say, the Chargers are going to be an enticing spot, but someone's going to get in there, and they can have success right away. All right, number 26, the New York Jets. <sighs> they lost to the Browns, which wasn't shocking to me. I think the main thing that was shocking to me is that they let Flacco carve them up the way they did. I mean, your defense is supposed to be pretty stout. I mean, the aspirations for the Jets before the season, I mean, I bought into it. I was I was drinking the green Kool-Aid, was that they were going to the playoffs. Well, and I know they lost Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Well, what happened to this defense, this, this, this you know, number three or no, top three caliber defense overall? It just fell apart. It just fell apart. I wonder what they're going to do with Robert Sala. I mean, because you're not going to walk away from Rodgers. You already let him make so many decisions. Are you going to walk away from Hackett? Are you going to walk away from Sala? Are you going to walk away? You know, there's a lot of questions that are going to be answered at that team after this next week. And I'm very curious to see what they're, which route they're going to go. All right, number 25, Tennessee Titans. Listen, I wasn't expecting them to beat the Houston Texans. I, I picked the Texans, of course. But to put up only three points? Titans, it's a division game. I mean, show a little, show a little bit of something. I just was, that was just not what I was expecting from the Titans, but maybe I got to be expecting it more. I just think their offense could play a little bit better. I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen with, after the season, with coaching staff. I I know Vrabel's going to stay, but here's my question to you, and I'm going to pose this on the pod here. If Arthur Smith gets canned in Atlanta, which I think he will, and we'll get to him in a minute, do the Tennessee Titans look to bring him back as the offensive coordinator? Because he had pretty good success under Vrabel uh, as the offensive coordinator. Can he be the offensive coordinator and not the head coach? Maybe. Maybe. I, I'm kind of curious to see what happens. I, I wonder if they'll they go down that route of uh, re- joining up forces again. All right. Number 24. Uh, the aforementioned Atlanta Falcons. I think this coaching staff is done. I think you've got a world of talent on that team. And it does not show. They got beat up by Chicago in Chicago. Beat up. Which wasn't necessarily shocking to anybody. But, I mean, come on, Falcons. You got a little bit more offense than that. And I just didn't see it. I think Arthur Smith is staring down the barrel of being fired. And I think he, I think he needs to. I think he's mishandled a lot of that talent on that team, but I could be wrong. Um, the Falcons could have probably easily won that division, and they did not. So, Falcons, I think, is going to be in terms for a big reset here coming up on Monday. All right, number twenty-three, Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to say the question that I think every Vikings fan has. Um. And that is, why start Jaron Hall? Why? What did he show you in practice that was better than what Nick Mullins could have done? Now, I'm not going to blame it all on the Vikings, but I'm going to blame a lot of it on the Vikings. I know the Packers are a good team. They're a better team than people think. But what in the world did Jaron Hall show you, Kevin O'Connell? 
to start him over Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins didn't play bad the last couple games. I'm not going to say he played great, but he didn't play bad. The offense was actually moving the ball. With Jaron Hall, the offense looked subpar. Awful. Bad. Really bad. Really, really bad. And you turn to Nick Mullins right away. I just, and Nick Mullins is going to start this week. I just want to know what happened to show Jaron Hall needed to start over Nick Mullins. Was it just like, huh, let's give it a shot? I mean, technically, you were fighting for your playoff lives, Minnesota. And you started that guy and looked like that. I'm sorry to all the Minnesota Viking fans out there, including you, uh, Austin, because that was that was that was bad. That was bad. And Kevin O'Connell needs to really, really think about what that was. All right. Next up, New Orleans Saints at number 22. If they played the way they played against Tampa Bay on Sunday, they would have ran away with this division weeks ago. I don't know which New Orleans Saints team is going to show up at any time. Now, they're on the outside kind of looking in for the playoffs. I think they need uh, the Seahawks to lose, and they need... if Technically, they could win the division if the Buccaneers lose to the Panthers, and that's a big if there. But we'll go over the playoff scenarios there in a minute. But my main thing with the New Orleans Saints is if they could have played like they played on Sunday against the Buccaneers, they would have won this division weeks ago. We would have been talking about them in the playoffs hosting the game. But that's not happening. All right, number 21, Chicago Bears. Ah, big decisions coming for the Bears. Where do I sit with these decisions? Well, I think the team's over improved overall all year. Um, it looks like Eberflus is probably going to keep his job. I I can see that now. Um, I wasn't necessarily too thrilled about that at first. I think that coaching definitely had some parts to play, especially in those three fourth quarter losses that you were up by double digit points. But needless to say, I don't agree with firing a guy just for firing a guy because you don't know what else is out there. Now, if Jim Harbaugh is out there and Jim Harbaugh is like, well, I kind of want to come to Chicago, well, then bye-bye Matt, okay? That's my opinion. Bye-bye Matt. But if he doesn't and there's nobody else that's necessarily blowing your skirt up out there, all right, then keep Eberflus. I get it. Keep him. But I'm just going to be honest with you. Here are Chicago fans out there. If you're going to keep Eberflus... I think be prepared to be keeping Justin Fields, too. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that that's the way it's looking right now. If you ask me my gut feeling right now, January 4th, I think the Bears are going to lean to keeping Eberflus, and they're going to lean to keeping Fields, and they're going to ransom that pick off for whatever they can. And maybe they can. You know, I'm, I'm you know Justin Fields played amazing on Sunday. Does he get another year? Yeah, I think you can give him one. Does that mean you maybe draft a quarterback later rounds? Yeah, I think you do that too. Maybe you don't draft one in the first round. Maybe you draft one in the fourth, third or fourth round, okay? Just to give him a little bit of pressure. But we'll see. I think the Bears have play, improved the roster. I think the main thing why they've improved is the roster's improved. And these, the you know that's the one thing. My hat's off to Ryan Pohl. Some of these picks... And some of these trades have really worked out well. DJ Moore, we've got a solid solid number one wide receiver. Montez Sweat has changed the whole defensive line with him being on it. So we'll just have to see what happens with the Bears. They can play spoilers to the Packers and their playoff hopes this week, which would be nothing better 
than to spoil the Packers from getting into the playoffs. So I'm really interested to see what that happens in that game and in the future for the Chicago Bears. All right, number 20, Denver Broncos. Jared Stidham came in, and I think he had like 160 yards passing at half. I think the most yards at half that Russell Wilson had all year was 80. So he had double the the production of Russell Wilson in one half, basically, than Russell's average all year. That's just unbelievable. It's It was crazy to see. I mean, it was good to see for the Broncos that, you know, a, a competent quarterback go in there with some confidence. I, that's the one thing that I noticed, is too, is Russell Wilson just has no confidence left. I mean, obviously, the coach doesn't believe in him. The coach wants to jettison him pretty quick. Um, Broncos got some stuff to do. I wonder whether they're going to go. I, I think they're going to keep Jared Stidham next year. Could they start him next year? Absolutely. If especially if you you know maybe you get a young quarterback and you're just going to kind of bring him along, it'll be interesting to see what the Broncos do. All right, number nineteen, the Las Vegas Raiders. You know you had such a big game against the Chiefs, and just like I thought, you're just going to let it down against the Colts. So, you know Raiders. I think you keep Antonio Pierce. I think he's proved enough. I think the team plays well for him. I just really am curious to see what you're going to do with the quarterback situation because I think you get that role and you can kind of see what they're going to do. But are they going to risk big parts of their roster to do it? I.e., are they going to trade one of their big pieces to move up in the draft to like the number one, number two spot, number three spot, whatever? You know, I mean, technically you could call the Bears right now. You could say Max Crosby, number one, and da-da-da, right? Are the Bears going to take that? Maybe. So I'm curious to see what the Raiders are going to do and how much they want to bank on their future. All right, number 18, the Cincinnati Bengals. Hard fought all season. You know, you lose Burrow. Everybody thought your season was over then, and then you really played your hearts out, and technically we're still in that playoff hunt all the way up to, like, last week. You know, I... I used to not think that Zach Taylor was the answer in Cincy. I think I think he's definitely not a bad coach. He gets these guys playing. They've got a world of talent on their team. And it just sucks to say because it's just another year of, of okay, next year, next year, Cincy. You know, I mean, two years ago, you went to the Super Bowl. Last year, you went to the AFC Championship game. This year, I know people were thinking that you were going to make it to the Super Bowl and win it. it well, just next year again, Cincy. Just next year again. Sucks to say. Sorry about that. All right, number 17, Indianapolis Colts. Well, actually, 16, 15, 16, 17, this, you know what this is. This is the AFC South uh, little rigmarole or trio of terror here. So I have 17, I have the Colts. 16, I have the Texans. 15, I have the Jags. Technically, one of these teams is going to win the division. Okay? The Jags win, they win the division. If they lose, the winner of the Texans-Colts game wins the division. The winner of the Texans-Colts game also wins a playoff spot if the Jags win. So there's a lot of playoffs uh, relying on this. I think the Colts look pretty good. They got to play the Texans. You know, they look pretty good against the Raiders, I should say. They got to play the Texans next with C.J. Stroud. That's not easy. Texans, great win against Tennessee. They got C.J. back. It looks like a much different team with him as quarterback. And then here, number 15, Jacksonville Jaguars. Dominant performance, but it was against the Panthers. But you beat them, 26-0. That's what you're supposed to do against bad teams. So, 
Jags, you got to win, and you win the division, and you get to <laughs> whoever wins this division gets the uh, gets the grand prize of playing the Browns and the rolling Cleveland Browns and all that momentum in the first game in the playoffs and possibly lose. So there you go, guys. Fight your hearts out for it. But needless to say, uh, Jags want to win. They want to win the division because they want to host a game. Colts, Texans, of course, one of them wants to win because they want to be in the playoffs no matter what. All right, number 14, Seattle Seahawks. Bad loss at home. You know, they had, basically, if they won out, they would have had the last seed secured in the playoffs. But now, losing to Pittsburgh at home, they need some help. They need the Packers to lose and blah, 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 and this, 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 this to happen. We'll go over it here in a second, but... It just stinks. Stinks for Seahawks. Bad loss, though. Bad loss. Mason Rudolph at home. I, I just, I'm sorry. I'm still not a believer in that guy. But we'll talk about him here in a second. Number 13, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Guys, you could have sealed it up last week and just won. Just beat the Saints and you're not even worrying about the division. Well, now you got to worry about it and play the Panthers. Uh, do I think Tampa Bay's can beat the Panthers? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I think the Panthers are reeling. I think there's enough distractions to go around there, as I talked about earlier in this uh, segment. So Buccaneers win and they're in, and then they get the host that looks like Philly in the playoffs. So Buccaneers win and they're in. I think they'll win. Number 12, Pittsburgh Steelers, guys. Great win in Seattle. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe what this team's doing under Mason Rudolph. There's a little bit of rumors coming out that Kenny Pickett uh, has been so-called benched. It looks like, I mean, I know he's injured, and I'm saying that with air quotes. I know you can't see that, but he's been injured, air quotes. Um, And then there was rumors that he wouldn't dress if he was the backup last week. That was, of course, squashed by him. I think they're moving on from Kenny Pickett. I think he's had two years there. I don't think he's proved enough to them, and I think they're going to be in the quarterback market. And obviously, and, and it's not going to be the Mitch Trubisky market. They might, you know, even give Mason Rudolph a few more starts at the beginning of the season next year. But Steelers still technically alive. I'll go over that scenario in a minute. All right, number 11, Green Bay Packers. Impressive route of Minnesota. Impressive. If the Green Bay Packers beat the Bears on Sunday, they are in. They're the last playoff seed in. They get to play Dallas and Dallas. It looks like. So, Packers winning their in. I think they will. I think they'll beat the Bears. It will be interesting. I, I want to see a hard-fought game. I, I think the Bears and the Packers are way two different teams than when they played each other week one. So, it's going to be interesting to see. All right. Number 10. Philadelphia Eagles. <sighs> they lost to Arizona and in, in Philly. And with that, they pretty much lost the division. Because I don't think the Dallas Cowboys are going to give the division back to them now. Um, yeah, Philly crawling, stumbling, bumbling into the playoffs. And I think one of the biggest things about Philly is uh, they're realizing how great their two offensive and defensive coordinators were. They're both of them. Shane Steichen's having very good success in Indianapolis. And Jonathan Gannon's not doing too bad in Arizona. I know Arizona's not a great team, but there's pieces there, and they fought hard all year. 
I think they've had Philly's experiencing a letdown of losing those two guys. I don't know if they hired the right defensive coordinator, Sean Desai. I know Matt Patricia is technically acting as a defensive coordinator now. I don't know how well he is. I think it's been a learning curve for that offensive coordinator. Do I see the Eagles going that far in the playoffs? No. No, I don't. Do I think they can beat Tampa if they're the number five seed? Yeah. But I'm not going to say it's going to be a slam dunk either. All right, number nine. We got the Los Angeles Rams. Tight win against the Giants, but they're in the playoffs. Basically, they're the number six seed right now. If they win against the San Francisco Night 49ers, they lock up that six seed. If they lose and the Packers win, I think they become the seventh. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Rams are in the playoffs. Going to be a dangerous team. Number eight, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins right now are looking down the barrel of being the number six seed. They get to play Buffalo for the AFC East crown this Sunday night. Yes, it's in Miami, I believe. I'm not going to guarantee you that Miami's going to beat Buffalo. I can't. Miami's had too many problems as of late. They just lost Bradley Chubb to a torn ACL. I just, I can't guarantee that Miami's going to win this game. And I think if that happens, they're going to be, you know, I think they're, I don't, I don't think they're going to win. And I think they're going to be stumbling in the playoffs again. And I just think they're going to be going on the road. And that's not what Miami wanted. They want to be playing at home at least one game or two games. And that's not what, look at what's happening. So I think Buffalo gets them this Sunday. And I think uh, Miami could be a one and done in the playoffs or, you know, or in the divisional round kind of thing. All right, next up, Detroit Lions. Lions, this two-point play fiasco, you know what? I get it. They wanted to try a little trickery. Uh, Decker's reporting, but this guy's doing this. Well, your trickery works so well, it confused the ref, too. Okay? He had three guys walking up to him. You know, this guy's always reporting this, whatever. I don't know. Here's my problem with the play, too. The minute it doesn't work, or they call it back, just tie up the game. Just tie up the game and go from there. Tie it up. And go into overtime. I just I don't tr- I don't understand the two point try from the from the eight yard line. That doesn't make any sense to me. It seems like you guys just got so frustrated. You're like, oh, we'll just go play. So listen, Detroit, you're still playing for something. You got to beat Minnesota, and you know you could possibly still have the number two seed. Go out there and beat Minnesota, but. I just cool it on the always trying it, you know, fourth and four, da-da-da, you know, you're always, I, I get it, but at a certain point, put a points on the board. Put a points on the board and trust your defense. All right, number six, Chiefs. They're winning ugly, but who cares? And, you know, I heard Mike Florio talk about it earlier this week. They've got to embrace this. Embrace the winning ugly. You're not the Chiefs from last year or the year before where you're just going out there and look at superb doing it. You're winning ugly. Who cares? So you kicked four or five field goals to win. Let it happen. Let it happen. You know, you're winning games. So, looks like they're pretty much the number three seed in the in the playoffs. So, they'll host a playoff game, but they're probably going to have to go on the road after that. Be interesting to see because, you know, they could be the Chiefs Miami right away. And it'll be, that'd be a, that'd be an interesting game to watch. All right, number five. I've got the Cleveland Browns. 
This team's playoff ready. It's been playing its heart out the last couple games. I don't think there's anybody that, you know, they got to play the AFC South winner, it looks like. Uh, I don't think any one of those teams wants to see Cleveland roll in. I think Cleveland can beat any one of those teams pretty handily. Um, And then after that, you know, Cleveland could be looking at playing Baltimore again in Baltimore. And I don't know if Baltimore is really that excited to be playing Cleveland again. So Browns are are going to be a dangerous team in these playoffs, is my opinion. All right, number four, Dallas Cowboys. Good win against the Lions. You know, the number two seed's in your grasp. Just finish it up. You wanted to host some playoff games. Well, guess what? You get to host some. So go ahead, Dallas. This is what you wanted. Finish strong. Number three, Buffalo Bills. Not the prettiest game that they beat the New England Patriots, but whatever. They, they keep winning. All right? Just keep winning, Buffalo. I think you can beat Miami. They're reeling right now. They've, you know, I think they're reeling. They got their butts kicked by the Ravens. Well, kick them while they're down. Keep doing it, Buffalo. Go out there and prove everybody wrong, including me, and win the AFC East. Okay, number two, 49ers. Number one seed in the NFC, the way it should be. You know, they beat uh, Washington Commanders. Whatever, I think they should have beat them a little bit more than they did. But they listen, they handled business when they needed to. And then the number one, Ravens, an absolute dominating performance against the Miami Dolphins. I mean, dominating performance. Put up 56 points. And I really don't like to, and I, mean, I forgot to talk about this, where the Miami Dolphins reporters are like, oh, hey, hey, come on. Really? You're piling it on? You're piling it on late Baltimore? Miami, you scored 70 points on the Broncos earlier this year. So shut the beep up. Okay? Don't be whining about a team putting 56 on you. You had plenty of opportunities to stop the Baltimore Ravens. And frankly, you couldn't. And that's because the Baltimore Ravens play a physical style of football that you do not, Miami. And that's going to be a problem if you guys meet again. Baltimore plays... A physical style football and they dominate when they play it they are going to be a force to be reckoned with and they could be staring down the barrel of going to the super bowl with the number one seed in the afc okay let's talk about some of these playoff scenarios guys here's what we're looking at right now number one seed baltimore as of right now the number two seed is the miami dolphins Number three seed is the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. Number four seed right now is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number five is the Cleveland Browns. Number six is the Buffalo Bills. Number seven slash eight is Indianapolis-Houston. Whoever wins is in. And number nine, technically, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Like I said, the easiest part of this equation is indianapolis and Houston. Whoever wins that game is in as the last seed. Possibly will be the division winner if Jaguars lose. Okay. Now, if the Steelers beat the Ravens, which they could because Baltimore could be seeing in a lot of their guys, then the Steelers will apply pressure to whoever. Because then if the Jaguars lose and Pittsburgh wins, Jaguars, I think, are out. Okay. And... The other thing that you're looking at is Buffalo wins the AFC East if it defeats the Dolphins on Sunday night. And if Buffalo wins 
and eliminates the Steelers because the Dolphins have already clinched a playoff berth. So there's a little bit, there's a lot of scenarios right there that I talked about. Basically, Pittsburgh gets in with a win over Baltimore combined with a Buffalo loss, a Jacksonville loss, or a Colts-Texans tie. Uh, Colts-Texans tie, just get rid of that. That's probably not going to happen. It's uh, one in probably 10 million chance of happening in a tie. Not going to happen. All right. So, like I said, if the Jaguars lose and the winner of the Colts-Texans wins, they get the AFC uh, crown. Okay? Now, the NFC. Right now. Locked in number one, San Francisco. Number two right now is the Dallas Cowboys because they beat Detroit Lions and they're above the Lions for number two. Number three is Detroit Lions. Number four right now is Tampa Bay. Number five is the Philadelphia Eagles. Number six is the Los Angeles Rams. Number seven is the Green Bay Packers. Then you have Seattle, New Orleans, Minnesota. I guess technically Atlanta is still in, which is wild to say. Okay, so basically it's here. Green Bay wins. They will take the last spot in the wild card. Okay? Now, Green Bay could jump to the number six seed if the Los Angeles Rams lose to San Francisco. Okay? Rams win. They're at the sixth seed overall. So, basically, Green Bay wins. They're in the playoffs no matter what. It just all depends on their seeding that happens with the Rams 49ers. So, then the next one in line after this... uh, Packers, if the Packers lose, is Seattle. Seattle's the next one in line, okay? They they got to beat Arizona and have the Green Bay lose, to, and they'll sneak into the playoffs. New Orleans Saints and Minnesota Vikings need all the teams in front of them to lose. I don't think that's going to happen. Now, also, the New Orleans Saints are technically still alive in the NFC South if the Buccaneers lose to the Panthers, and we know that's not going to happen, okay? I... I Come on, I that's almost pretty much a lock. But I could, I mean, crazier things have happened though, so I'm not going to say. I guess maybe maybe crazier things have happened. All right, Philadelphia Eagles are most likely the number five seed. They need to win over the Giants, and they need the Cowboys to lose to the Commanders, and then they win the NFC East. That's not going to happen, okay? Uh, Cowboys, I think, are going to go out there and stomp the Commanders and make sure that they have the number two seed. All right, guys, there you go. Running back rankings. Talked about each team. Went over the playoff scenarios. Stay tuned tomorrow. Friday is the P's with PJ. Picks, props, and parlays for the last week of the NFL regular season. Oh, can't believe it's week 18 already. All right, guys. Then just stay tuned tomorrow. And other than that, thank you for joining Just a Guy Talking Football podcast with PJ Janky. But I am out.